This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap. Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. Good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast. I believe we're up to 35 now, according to Porter. I don't know. I've been on a small hiatus for a little while, but I'm back. Where have you been? Return of the Mac, man. I had a baby. We went over that on the last episode. Uh, Back at full force, man. Ready to get after it. And I'm excited here to be joined by uh, another episode alongside Porter. And our guest today, as you've seen uh, in the past few episodes, I think you've been on a couple of Mr. Damon to my right here and down there on the end, all by his lonesome, Mr. Gary Sarge. Everybody, give him a warm welcome. We're super excited to have him on the podcast, finally. Been a long time coming, Gary. Yeah, we've been working on this for a couple months, man. We just all stay really that busy, man. Yeah, yeah, so, dude. Um, tell them where we're at because this is not our normal podcast uh, little studio setup. Gary, tell us about your place, man. Welcome to Gator Country, folks. This is Gator Country located in Beaumont, Texas, the home of 620 alligators. That's how many we got here in today's camp. Uh, we got Big Al, Big Tex. We got some pretty good ones here. And by the way, these fellas you see here sitting here, they might not have told you this on other episodes, but... These boys helped me for a long time. They have helped me catch a lot of alligators. I'm telling you, man, we put hands on a lot of these animals out here, brother. They it's have. uh dude, and, and especially in times of like disaster, that's crazy. We've had to to move a lot of these alligators, you know, with with hurricanes and floods and stuff, dude. I mean, talking about getting every single one of them that we could get. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, like, you know, the media would always say, how many got out? I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Nah, we, <laughs> one. We <laughs> sick Matthew and Mitchell on them, and they handled it. And Damone. Yeah. I mean, in the past, we had five-foot fences, but the, five, the water was five-foot. I mean, today, now, we finally got a game fence around it, so that does help. But still, I mean, you, you get that much water that we've had, guess what? Some alligators are going back to natural habitat. It's crazy, yeah. too. The, 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 media, uh, the media, like, outrage and, like, oh, my God, gators are going to eat everybody. It's freaking hilarious, dude, talking about how all these huge alligators are going to get out and get into people's houses and, like, everyone be on the lookout, run for your lives, man. During Harvey, I believe was it Harvey that ever that was like where everybody was like freaking out about that. They're like, "Oh my God, big Alzenby get get out!" And then after the water recited, he was chilling in his pond still. Man, that alligator been here since 1984. He ain't going nowhere. He is man. chilling, bro. <laughs> just just fat chilling. Uh, you got fed every day, just chilling. You don't need nothing, man. You ain't got no reason to leave. Yeah, I I do think the game fence around this place is definitely the way to go. Because I seen, I don't remember which gator, but I saw one of them scale that five footer and. Act like he was coming across the border, boy. Don't. That's something that's jumped it. Just Don't think an alligator can't climb a five-foot fence. That's a fact. Hey, yeah. man, let me tell you. So, um, Gary, we've had this conversation before, but uh, Porter and I were walking around a little while earlier, man. He said it's been a while since he's been out here. And, uh, dude, this place is looking really impressive, man. It's come a long way over the past. I mean, since I've been around, it's been, you know, probably 13, 14 years I've known you guys. And, you know, I was a little kid running around in your yard at one point when y'all had this place. And, Man, just over the years, this place is freaking fantastic, man. You guys have done a lot of hard work, put in a lot of, a lot of hard, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into this place, man. A lot of hours. It's looking great, man. No, it has. And, and, and really, for me, I mean, you're right. When you guys were 12, 13, when you guys started coming out here, we used to have gator tournaments out here, man. I mean, like, like for real stuff, like untaped six-foot alligators. And these guys were always in that. And matter of fact, I think, I think y'all won one one time, didn't you? Well, let's see. Um, me and uh, Mitch, Mitch entered in one year. Um, 
I don't know how they did. I can't remember. I, I remember I filmed it, right? I was like a little kid. And, uh, you know, who would have thought now it would have led to this, but I was running around with my little GoPro, you know, wanting to film and stuff. But, uh, and here we are now, but, um, no, I was, uh, at that point I didn't have a teammate. I couldn't enter into the actual like competition where you go through and you do, you know, the three or four different events that you guys put on, but there was just this one, it was like an open pot and it was like the swimmer pond. It was all these alligators up to, you know, three foot max, um, Man, you jump in, untaped, man, little little crazy razor-sharp teeth, little alligators, you know. You jump in, you catch as many as you can, and you put them in this little area, you know, outside the pond. And I jumped in and caught a bunch of them, and I ended up winning that pot that You sure year. did. I remember that. I, I got tore up the very next the, day. Uh, called it the freestyle, man. Yeah, the freestyle. Open water in the pond. Man, I, I dove down in there. I saw so Swamp Seeker, uh, the Texas naturalist, Andrew Austin. You guys have, have heard from him. He's been on the podcast a couple of times. But he went just before me, and – um Man, he came out, I don't know how many he caught. He had like a minute or two. And um, he came out and he caught, let's say, let's call it six, you know. I remember he dove in, and when he came up, he had an alligator. And I was little and cocky, and I was like, man, I'm going to dive in there, and I'm going to get two. And I dove in, and right off the rip, I caught one underwater. And I'm looking, looking, looking. Dude, I thought I was, I was down there so long, I thought I was about to die. And finally, I felt one and grabbed it, and I came up, two alligators in my hand, and just everybody went nuts, man. And that yeah. got me through the rest of it. That was crazy, man. That was a fun time, man. That was um You got bit on you got bit on the tit, didn't you? Uh um, was that Porter? No, I think that? that was Porter. Yeah, I got bit on the nipple. <laughs> yes, that's right. I got bit like, on the hand the following day trying to There's a lot of places to take one, man, but not yeah. the titty, man. <laughs> well, I was I was I was flat against the the bottom like a leech just going around filling for gators, and I picked one up and I had him backwards. Like I was in a rush. I picked him up and that son of a bitch just pow. I was like <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, there's there's a lot of places I would. I mean, I ideally never want to get bit, but a lot yeah. of places I'd rather get bit. A lot uh, of places I'd rather not get bit too, though. Well, that's the like I see that on like barstool sports all the time, or like like you know the outdoor old row or whatever. They always have like somebody getting bit on the nipple by a gator, and I'm like, yeah, I've had it happen. I <laughs> don't want that to happen again. That shit was like the worst titty twister I've ever had. In my and you life. didn't even stage it. You was working. No, I was just going. <laughs> I, no, there was no staging. I was like, oh. That was not intentional no, at all. No, I would never intentionally let an alligator, a two-and-a-half-foot alligator, just bite my nipple. But Hey, ain't it crazy, though? Even a three-foot alligator, how hard that little bastard is. Oh, bro, that Dang thing man. latched on. I was like, man. well, it's pierced. So let me tell you this, and I, I believe I've spoke on this before, but I want your opinion on this, Gary, because I know you and I both have, have taken some bites over the years. I think everybody sitting here has taken quite a few bites over the years. Um, what is y'all's initial reaction to a bite? For me, I've always felt like I didn't feel the pain, but the pressure right away – uh, was the first thing I noticed, and the pain never, never got to me. But with all the adrenaline rush, you know, like I get, I've, I've been bit, you know, sometimes, most times out of stupidity, but other times just, you know, a job hazard, let's call it. And um, you know, never, never any pain right there off the rip because of the adrenaline. What, what's your thoughts on that? Now hold on, there's there's different levels of bites here, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, hold on. Go what ahead, and go, go through all of them because you've probably been bit by every. Level. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say this uh, now. I've never been bitten by the caliber alligator that you've probably been bitten by. Um, but biggest for biggest bite I've ever taken was was about a six footer, and he got me. On hey, the that's arm. legit, dude. So over five is legit. It is, and and that's both of my thumbs been put back on my hand. Y'all quit looking at my thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have, and and this one don't work. Now this one will move. But you know what's crazy? We talk about the the mouth biting you, and and it is bad. And my first reaction is I can't believe I just let that happen. You know, when you catch as many as, as we catch, you, you're like. I can't believe I just let that happen. That's the first thing. And then, ouch, is the, the second. Yeah. But the, I was in Fredericksburg, and I was doing a show with a nine-foot alligator one time. Worst injury ever happened to me. 
I had a nine-foot alligator on stage. There's probably four or 5,000 people in the stands. The alligator turned. The last two inches of his tail went through my boot and through my right Achilles tendon, and that sucked. Mm. Took eight months to walk again, right? God. <laughs> Who yeah. would have thought, though, right? Like, y'all, y'all grow up with alligators like me. Who would have thought a tail, seriously? But what it was, I went to jump it. And I had the weight on my right foot, like a straw, if you will, when you, yeah, you twist yeah, a straw. Under tension, you know. And it was, and it just it just thumped it just right. Yeah. Guys, just oh man. For the God. listeners that don't know, old Gary did not know that that had happened, and he walked around with his Achilles tendon severed. How many days was that? Like four. No. And you're like, oh man, something's not right. It was two days, and it, and I, my wife finally said, "Hey, dumbass, <laughs> you you might need to go down there at the hospital." And <laughs> when I got there, the PA said, "Hey, it's in your knee right here." Like, it's all the way popped in your knee, and you only have 72 hours to reattach that, or it's not coming back. Yeah. So they rushed me into surgery. <laughs> Son of that a bitch. crazy, man. Yeah. So, dude, for the longest time, you had a poster in there with all the photos and stuff, didn't you? Is it's it still, still in there? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, the the wall of, of shame is what we call it. So let's kind of – let's take it back. So before even Gator Country, and we'll kind of work up into Gator Country, what did you do before? I know you were in the military – um, you know, kind of take us through all that. Yeah, I came home from the Air Force, and I went to the police academy. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, when, I, when I graduated that, I went undercover narcotics in Vider High School. They put me in high school as a, as a policeman. <laughs> 21 Jump Street, huh? <laughs> yeah. For real, man. That's exactly what it was. Y'all some Justin Bieber looking. <laughs> and so I, I did that in Vider, and, and then I made a case on the wrong person. Now, I didn't know we were supposed to work selective law enforcement, right? I made an undercover case with a book of LSD, and it was the assistant DH kid. But I didn't know it. I didn't care, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you hired me to do a job, and I'm going to do it. So that didn't go over so well in Vider. And so <laughs> then I went to Chambers County Narcotics, which is, you know, next county over, and uh, stayed there quite a while. Then I went to Jefferson County where I, I built the first boot camp for inmates in, uh, in, 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 in Texas. And uh, we got that done. Then I went to the Federal Bureau of Prisons for 10 years where I taught inmates how to make Kevlar helmets. And during that time is when I, I bought the old abandoned alligator park. And I worked for the Federal Prison. The last three years that I did that at the prison, I ran this and, and worked there. That's my background. Damn. And what, what year was it that you, were, you acquired the alligator park? 2005. I bought that. It took me a year just to be able to open up one pond. I started with 21 alligators. Right, Damon? Yes, sir. That's 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 the weekend I met Damon. Damn, I wonder. I want to know what like. Do you have any pictures of what this place looked like when you first bought it? Because like I can imagine it was just like an overgrown. It looked mess. like a thicket. Yeah, just nothing. Like, yes. just a. It looked like the best frog pond you ever seen in your life. God, <laughs> hey, they're still here too. I can I can vouch for that. We got some good bullfrogs here, which is surprise. You know, people would be surprised by that. So many alligators, but. Alligators are not good athletes, man. Yeah. Catch a bullfrog, you got to be one of y'all. You know yeah, what I mean? man. <laughs> you got to become one with the frog, man. You got to be a frog yourself sometimes. Yeah, but that is, man. That's how it started. Of course, then, you know, we we started getting into floods and hurricanes and divorces. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, man. I'm telling you. I would rather go through a hurricane. People, no say, people talk about and say, like, oh, my life's a movie. Oh, man. <laughs> Telling you, we would have been doing this film shit years and years ago. We'd have done had a, a couple of movies by oh now. God, We'd bro. have more movies than The Fast and Furious by now. Yeah, yeah. How many are they on? Ten. Oh, We've been on eleven. There's some crazy stories. I'm sure we're going to get into those. And oh, then, but but really, and I got to be honest with you. As I started this, I was truly overwhelmed. But but the kids, when I, when I and I can say that because I'm 54. When I say that, I'm talking about Damon. I'm talking about you, your brother, your folks. That's who built this place, man. It's built those those people that came here and said, hey. We're going to do this in Little Finette, Texas. We're going to do this together. And no kidding, 
it, it was the young folks that truly helped me out during every disaster we had. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how much, uh, you know, as a team effort, I just thought it was fun, dude. I always just come over here because it was a good time, man. <laughs> I had a blast, you know. I, here I am getting, you know, we got work to do, and Gary's like, damn, all these kids show up to work, man. They're hard workers. I'm just having a blast, man. And there's Me no and doubt. Nate right I mean, over here on the golf cart, and we're like, we'll build a deck over the pond or something or, you know, just whatever. And I just thought that was the best thing ever, Well, man. it's so Getting fun to be out here. being around – like, to me, an alligator is a very majestic animal. No People will probably think I'm a dickhead for saying that. No, you're right. But I, I love alligators. That's why our name, Bayou Dragons, right. it comes after the alligator. We really respect them. So being around them, which is literally we're sitting in front of a pond right now. There's, this is not the big pond. The, the light wouldn't let us get over there where there's like nine, ten-footers. But, yeah, there's, just, it's, there's something in the air when you're hanging around them. It's like you have to respect them. Well, you know, and let me say this. I mean, I want to back up too, and I want to talk about bag dragons for just a second, and then we'll move forward. Uh, but once again, it, it was you guys doing your thing, being who you are, that that helped us build this so much. I mean, let's look at where you guys went. So I think it's incredibly fast how you guys have just made such great followings and, and done so well. You guys are doing you. Just like the, the, the kids I knew when you were 13, 14, you're doing you. Porter, you've been around alligators probably longer than me with your uncle. Yeah, I've been around them for a minute Right with, with Mark Porter, which he was on a few episodes ago. Yeah. Um, like 30 or something like that, 29. But, yeah, I grew up around that with him, you know, in a different style, but sure. along the same, you know, same path. And that's kind of where, you know, I was with him and that you he was staying in Anahuac, you and Finette. So I just started coming over here and hanging out. You know, throughout the years. Yeah. So let's before we go with before, what's what's next for you guys? Like, what what where are we headed here with Bayou Dragons? What's give me some power stuff, man. Bro, give me. You guys some are doing time. great, we man. Gotta, gotta you didn't know me. I was going to be the interviewer, yeah, right? I mean, no. Look, I think I think me personally, right? There's four of us, and right. we we are all dude. We're a really good team, man. Everybody does their part. Um, there's lulls and there's times when, you know, like just recently, man, my my wife had a baby, and you know, I got this new job and things. A lot of my life changed just recently. And so, you know, I had to kind of take a step back and everybody, you know, stepped up and did their part. And, you know, it just, it, we all work together really well. And uh, I think just, you know, in the future, uh, the biggest thing is going to be how we're going to figure out how we're going to allocate our time in order to spend the most time that we can on the business and growing it. And I think, um, you know, like I said, this is just me personally, but, you know, in the coming months, I've been trying to, you know, adjust my home life that can, you know, be conducive to a way that I can go get on the road and I can go, you know, expand and meet new people and, and, and show the brand to new people and, and get some more stuff done, you know, just put myself out there, you know. That's cool to me, man. I love doing shows. I love meeting new people and I love perfecting my craft, you know. And I, over the course of all of this, I, I started shooting videos and, and photos because I love doing it. And uh, that's led to, to more and more opportunities. So, um, you know, there's there's no there's no negative involved with this. It's 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 all positive uh, personal growth and and everything down that line. So, I mean, I think just if, if everybody shares that mindset, man, just keep growing it, dude. Well, Nobody's you, expecting anything I mean, out of it. I mean, for you is is one of the original guys that you know helped put all this together. I mean, what where are you at expectation wise? Have you met the expectations of this so far? Uh, honestly, yes. This, especially with the social media. Matthew and Mitchell did a damn good job with the way our videos are edited and our photos always look crisp and all this shit. Like, I might, like, I have to give them all the credit in the world for that. Now, I get a bunch of the connect. Like, I'm kind of like the connections guy. I know, okay, so 
this is who we need to go with to do this, or this is what I know. Here, I'm super good friends with Ryan Warhola, so we get to go do trips with him. You know, I'm kind of like the the guy that gets us to the places, and then they are, you know, they put it together. They put it together. Yeah. They make everything look cinematic. So like my like my spot in it, I'm not definitely nowhere on their level. I I started doing a little bit of editing. I was over at Matthews like for like two hours this past oh, week. Yeah, we we put on a clinic the other day. Yeah, we, he he yeah. showed me a little bit because I've been doing the podcast clips and. I just want to learn so I can be able to get behind the computer and help them out. But the I definitely think we are where we need to be social media wise. Um, Listen, I did a show with y'all, with, you know, with y'all in Fort Worth, and and to be honest with you, I was really shocked over the amount of people that knew who you were. Oh yeah, I mean they were coming up to. Remember, I've been doing this twenty years, but you guys were really pulled a, a good crowd in Fort Worth. Man, I had a guy show up to to where I worked the other day and called me outside and had me take a picture with him. Well, I was on the clock at work. And That's I was what I'm like, talking about. Yep. Hell yeah, I was, I was sitting there eating lunch, and I was like, hey, come outside. And so I, I got to ask you all this, because you said, you said picture thing. So let's say you're at Saltgrass and you're eating, okay? And, right, I mean, you're, you're, you're with your family, right? Right. And you're trying to do your thing. Does it bother you for somebody to come up to you while you're trying to eat? Man, I, not, not me. Not uh, yet, at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say I'm definitely not famous enough for that, but I have had people, like, in public, never when I'm eating or something like that, but I have had people in public like, hey, I know you. I think, it, I think it would be a really good problem for us to have if it got to a point where we were getting tired of it. Uh, trust me, it'll get there. However, I'm going to bring Damon into this. Remember, Damon was a senior in high school when we were filming one of our, our own shows at CMT. You can imagine walking to high school, right, and you're 17 and you're on national TV. Tell us about it, Damon. Nah, oh, man, just... It was insane, especially when I went back to walk. You know, it's like the school basically gave me that time off while we were filming, and then I went the, the like the last two months before I graduated. And uh, you know, just small town USA is like going to Sonic to get a Route Forty Four drink, and then having you know moms with their their seven year olds going to baseball practice. Like, hey, because I, you know, I had the you had the big F two fifty, and I had a lifted F one fifty or whatever, and. The they they would come and yell like, "Hey, will you take a picture with my kid?" And, and you know, I'd have buddies in the truck, and they'd be like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, well, I'm, "I'm don't ask me." You know, it's just it, you feel awkward, especially as old as I was. But uh, I mean, it makes you feel good. But it does, especially when you know little kids ask you to sign their shirt or whatever. And dude, I've had I never I would never. It doesn't matter if I was, you know freaking donald trump you know i would never turn down a kid or a photo or nothing like that that's just who i am don't you, know? you ever do that yeah and you know it just i remember at the houston boat show matt like we had like uh players from like the rice football team and all this shit like they're oh, yeah, all cool, towering over us and they're like dude we're huge fans and we're like that's cool yeah i thought we we're about to get beat up yeah they, they came <laughs> up and like we we've seen your shit and i'm like oh god oh, no, no. they're gonna be like y'all gay but no they, they they're like dude can we come back there and like they hung out like yeah, there's like ten guys like all in college just hanging out taking photos. One of them even bought like one of our like metal koozies we had at the time and was like, "We all signed this." It was like, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I'm incredibly proud of how much ground y'all covered so fast. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, I mean sure. we we've only been technically an L, like an LLC for two years, like right at two years now, and five hundred and twenty. 
Almost 520,000 on TikTok, 72,000 on Instagram. That's amazing. 16. I mean, it's it's super cool. But the the goal that we set that that we had in mind was like like way far off of that. We were like, hey man, what if in five years we had a hundred thousand people that followed us, and that's like a hundred thousand people that we can show our content to, and that throughout we can like all social media, do all this stuff. And we're like, yeah, that'd be cool, dude. And like, boom, like once we once we figured it all out, and we got like, you know, started getting good with our photography the way that we wanted to. You know, this was like, this was driven like a passion driven thing. You know, this was not like, hey, let's get rich quick. And you know, right. this was like, right. sure, dude, we're sure. like, dude, we've been talking about this forever. Let's fucking do it. And that's what makes a big difference is in here. Yeah, and so when we, we started putting the time in and, dude, spending hours and hours watching videos and instructionals and, and just figuring out how we can make all this content and present ourselves, dude, once we got to that point, it was like a year later, we're like, boom, we're like 200,000 followers, and we're like, holy crap. That's correct. This Absolutely. is crazy. And it was just still going, and it's still going now, and it's, it's just it's a super fun ride, man. It's like no matter how big that number gets either, it doesn't. I mean, There's like, always more, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. nothing. It's like, whatever, man, let's just keep making cool videos. That's, you know? I think what we got right now, we got the, I think we have a good base on, to go back to your question, do I think we're where we need to be? I think on the social media-wise, we're above and beyond where I think we should be. We're up there. I think we have all the equipment. I think our equipment's top line. I mean, just like this podcast Absolutely. equipment, I think we're good there. The only thing we're really lacking is going to be like our next move on like shop somewhere to set up. Okay. That's where I want to go. Okay, guys. And I know, and we'll switch to where you guys can do some more questions in a minute, but I know every one of viewers want to hear this. Okay. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to say this. Okay. Here's the deal. The only thing is where can they come hang out with you? Where can they see you? Where can they, that's, that's where I, I, I really want to see you. Next. People want to come see me and Shannon, Damon, Callie, they come to Beaumont Gator country. So I'm a big fan of you guys finding somewhere to be. Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I, I, I definitely think we'll end up with a storefront at some go. point. But I'm, I'm saying like somewhere where we can do, like have a studio and then have more storage so we can keep growing the brand sure. as in like the apparel that we. So sell you're thinking about it. It's on your mind. Yeah, oh it's, it's, no, I'm steadily looking. We we're talking about it last night. It's been a search, man, and it's it's just tough, you know, not wanting to go out and go somewhere and relocate anything like we want to keep it here right but sure. we're small Texas. you know well, like, you gotta have, do that that's where you're from a ton of options you know so we're, we're kind of just you know it's it's does something open up or do we have to make something well let's take duck dynasty for a minute just follow me when when of course we all knew phil had been doing his duck calls and you know he'd been on however they had a place and so when this hit they had a place for people to go yeah now let's go to small people where do they go you get my point right Bro, yeah hey real quick dude i got a funny story this guy i work with now, this is when, like, Duck Dynasty was at its peak. And I don't know. This guy, he's crazy, man. Like, he, he, just, he just knows things and knows how to figure things out, bro. He went and um, he went down to their shop uh, when Duck Dynasty was, like, you know, popping off. He wanted to meet those guys. Well, they weren't there. It was, like, you. you know, close that day or something went, you know, off the rails. <clears throat> so he figured out, dude, he figured out where uh, one of them lived. And he just went and knocked on their door. Not cool. I know, not, not cool, cool at all. But he's <laughs> no. stalker, straight up stalker. Went and knocked on his door, and Uncle Si answered the door and invited him in, and they sat down and had dinner together. Okay, don't tell people that story, dude, because that's not cool. No. Like, when I lived in that neighborhood, I had people that were during the CMT show that were stopping in the cul-de-sac. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't come knock on my door. You no, won't it's be kind of a boundary. You know what I'm saying? Out in public, you know, at the business, stink whatever. But. Yeah, stay away from my house. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that it's and especially down here, it's not really welcomed uh, for safe. anybody. I'm not just saying me. You're, 
<sighs> yeah, especially with the problem we're having right now with too many people coming to Texas. Like, we're all on guard. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even so much here, but just Texas in general. Okay, but in general, yeah. In general. I yeah. mean, but, yeah, don't don't come and ask for an autograph of my house. Yeah. So, anyway, I, I didn't mean to do that, but I, I did want to ask some questions that I personally know because I've heard from, from your fans that they wanted to know. So, that's why I asked a couple Yeah, no, questions. we do appreciate it. We don't usually get asked the questions on this thing. So <laughs> Sorry. I, no, you're good. I'm, so, the cra- I think that something that definitely has a huge factor in all of that is that we haven't stopped everything and jumped two feet into this thing. We're all still working. We all still got full-time jobs. Sure. And I guess just what continues to keep this fun for us is that it is something that we do on the side for fun. And so, you know, I, th- could this thing be so much bigger right now, have had one of us or two or three or four of us, all of us even just jumped into it? Yeah, absolutely. But that would have been a crazy risk, dude. It would have been a big risk, and I, do I think it would have been worth it? Yes. But, you know, everybody's – and I think this could be a good and a bad thing, but we're content, man. It's cool. Like, we're having a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the, my main thing. This pays for all my uh, addictions. And I'm not talking about <laughs> drugs. I'm talking about huh? hunting, fishing, yeah. because that all hey, that – Hey, them three-inch magnums ain't cheap. Bro, Shit, no. no that, that, so this is my thought process on it, and this is what I say every time. It's like – like I'll be like, hey, just bring the camera. That's a write-off because we're about to do. It's about to get. Just take one photo of whatever the hell we're doing. I'm swiping that card, boy. So everything like the it pays for our hunting travels, like our Montana trip paid for. Like we didn't. I ain't paying for a dime. That's so what you were talking Montana and how cold it was when that first shot went off. You smelled that gunpowder, huh? Mm. In that cold Dude, weather, you can crazy. smell that gunpowder. It's something different, man. Mm. It's something different. And just like, God, sitting still for so long, it's just a different animal, bro. Them toes hurt, Nathan. Ooh, man, you just, they, they're gone. They just disappear. <laughs> it's a different kind of hurt, man. It is. Yeah, you were saying something. You were stationed in Germany for a while yeah. in the Air Force. Yeah. And how long was that for? Two years. You could have a, uh-uh. Nah, it was cold. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that if you're there for two full years, you had some nice days. But I know, because I've been north of there, I've been in Denmark. Yeah. And during I went in December. I did not know that. And I know where. No, I, I didn't know you went overseas, Porter. Oh yeah. No. No, I didn't know uh, that at all. Should we talk about what you was doing there? We probably not. No, no, I can actually tell. You, that's where I proposed to my wife. I don't know if oh, I could ever ask good. you questions like that. Yeah. Well, usually any man get in the bathtub full of ice got a problem. Yeah, I got a problem. <laughs> but yeah, no. Usually I would be like, if if I just do this. Well, I'll oh, tell you what it is after I, the I when the camera's not on me. But ah, gotcha. no, I proposed to my wife there. I, I took her to Denmark for like two weeks and uh, did it at the like Denmark, Copenhagen, Denmark's like you did what? I proposed. Oh, he proposed. This man is such a religious uh, tobacco user. He went all the way to Copenhagen <laughs> just to, to take propose. a photo with a sign That's right. yeah. <laughs> and proposed to his wife there. I proposed to my wife, but I also did take a photo with a can of Copenhagen in Copenhagen. But yeah, no, it was a that was a super fun trip. But I'm saying I was only there for two weeks, and it was cold as shit Oof. for all two weeks. There was never a warm day. It snowed right. every day. It was you're right there on the bay. It's miserable. I I can imagine Germany, pretty close to the same thing. Pretty close, yeah. Just colder than a well digger's ass. Just but that dark beer hit different though. Huh? Oh, bro, I warm was, too, right? No. Didn't, no, they, didn't they serve you, like, room temp or warm beer no, or something? No, that's they, all made up. That's not true. <laughs> I disagree. In Germany, you don't get no refrigerated beer. Okay. In Denmark, you okay. get cold beer. Okay. In, 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 in Ireland? Gary's de- in Gary's defense, that was a minute ago, though. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it wasn't 20. I think peaks. I just got called old. No, cool. no, like, I didn't <laughs> say that. I just said it wasn't 20, you know, 21, whenever yeah. Porter went or whatever Yeah, good, it was. good try, Damon. I got yeah, Damon's no, trying to say before they invented refrigerant. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go, man. man. I didn't say that. Man, man. y'all already had to do that. Hey, man. Man. He Damn. teed it up, and I just had to. <laughs> get I love to you home. guys, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, but no, most of the time that everybody says that, it's usually not the case. Cause like, I thought Ireland, all the beer there would be like, I heard European beers serve warm, but when John and them went, they're like, dude, the trucks are refrigerated that they drive around. Like, and I'm saying like, they have tanker trucks just full of Guinness that they offload like it's gasoline. And it's all cooled off like so, at like 40 degrees. So that's a rumor, right? Let, let me tell you something that's not a rumor in Germany that happened to me. So one day we got to go off base, and we, they, had a, they had a swimming pool, only like in June, July, right? So we go to this swimming pool. It's a big place, like 20 acres. Swimming pools everywhere. Man, of course, we all single, you know, in 1920. Man, we're looking at the chicks, man. 1920. Hey, hush. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking at the chicks. Well, I'm thinking, man, I'm going to go check this one out. She's laying out right on the towel. Man, I get up, she's pretty blonde hair. I'm like, look at here, boy. I get up next to her, she got her arms up. I guarantee you, she had more hair than that under her arm, man. I said, that ain't a rumor. That's for real. Nah, hairy chicks <laughs> in Germany, man. <laughs> now, that's been a minute ago, so maybe it ain't that way no more. They're all native. <laughs> man, so it's cool that, um, you know, as, as long as we've been talking about getting you on the podcast, Gary, the, the circumstances that led to it today, I was doing – some work for uh, our friends over at Dragon Industrial today. I got to go and hang out with them and shoot some content for them. And Sponsor of the podcast. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Dragon's awesome, man. So we go we go um, <clears throat> out to lunch and sit down at the bar and order some food. And I look over to my right, and who do I see? Mr. Gary Sarge himself. Yeah. And we, we get to talking, and we're talking about the podcast. Man, I, when are we going to get a podcast going? And me and Porter looked at each other, and I was like, well, I got all this stuff coming up. And he's like, what are you doing this evening? I was like, nothing. What about you? Nothing. Great, let's do it today. Yeah, I, did, I was like, dude, I have sh- nothing to do. Let's do it now. Let's do it. I bet you've got grass to mow or something. Dude, bro, dude, I've been home for rain as we've got. I've been home for six weeks straight taking care of a baby. You don't think my grass is this tall? I've mowed it a thousand times, man. i got nothing else to do. Dude, yes, my grass could be mowed. There's a lot of shit that could be done. Yeah. You know what? I don't want to do it. I bet you got a shotgun. He's cleaning or something. Oh yeah, I got two. Dude, he, doesn't, he doesn't clean his shotguns. <laughs> right, he leaves them outside. Right, if you do, you're gonna miss the next bird. I'm right? telling so, you, dude. It's like you know the old the old transmission thing. You know, you go a certain mileage without changing your transmission fluid. They're like, ah, just better to just leave it. Dude, I'm telling you, I usually That's miss all fire shotguns. Yeah, no, you might as well just let them roll. Porter, they ain't got rust on them, dude. No, dude, they are well, rust. <laughs> the yeah. the rust has a shotgun on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? They still hit. So that's all. I, that's all that matters. It's like Mitchell's Nova with the uh, the plug seized in the barrel. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't changed that plug well, ever got, because he can't. Well, at least I you ain't gonna get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't have any like proper plugs, so I always just every year day one I just break off a piece of cane out in the marsh, <laughs> ah. shove it in my barrel. Just in case. Well, I just put it in there like that's my plug. I'll sit there, measure it out, and I'm like, cool. It only holds two shells, one in the chamber, so three shells. And then by the end of the season, it's already decomposed, and I just kind of, like, rinse it out of there. That'll work. I think I got one shotgun that I can get the choke tube out of. That's about it. Oh, no, I can't. I don't have a single one. I got seven. I said plug. That's what I meant was choke. Oh. Yeah. Although the choke tube man choke just is seized. seized in there for life. Why would you change it if it's working? Hey, hey. No but need. the salt water helps you. You will not change it after a couple of years if you Fact. don't uh, yeah, put oil after a on that week. Son of a gun. Another thing that salt water is good for is your skin. Yeah, dude, I heard <laughs> salt water is exfoliates, good for your skin. man. Exfoliates. Um, so where were we at on asking Gary? We we figured out you bought the place in two thousand five, and so and you're very good behind the mic, and we're gonna get to that 
you've been behind camera before for a show that Damon kind of touched on a little bit, but I mean, you were the star of the show. What was it? Uh, Gator nine one one. Yeah. I'm country music television. CMT. And how many seasons was there? We did one season. We did 10 episodes. There was a lot of issues in that. Anyway, right after that, we, you know, we went over to A and E. Then we went to animal planet. Uh, the last, the latest thing. Now we're about to start for him again, but you can see us, check us out on long star law, you know, doing the, doing the dirty stuff for parks and wildlife. But the, the thing with the CMT show is, really, when we open this, and I will lie to nobody, we struggle, man. From from 06 to until we signed the, the TV show, it really helped a lot. Like, it brought a lot of people here. No, you're good. I just uh, it, brought, you know, it brought awareness to people that we were here. And remember, there's 4 million people 70 miles down the road in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so once they saw that, that really gave us a, a little more leadway, and then we could start building it. Like, you know, Matt was telling earlier how we built everything. And that's what we've done. We've taken the money from from that and and, and, and from the increase uh, at, with with the admissions, and we put it back here. You know? They made it more enjoyable for people coming to the park. I mean, I've just over the last just, I mean, like you said, we've been coming since we were kids. It is insane, and I I, I just been just a few months because usually when I come over here, I just either at y'all's house. Yeah, you just come over to the house. I just come over to the house. I haven't been in the park in a few months, and I'm like, damn, turn yeah. it into an empire, really. I yeah. Mean, there's well, a young branch out all over the place. And that's what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, I mean, I've done 57 national TV shows. Most of them as guest stars on other shows. However, last Friday night, we signed a brand new contract, and we're going to do it again. And my wife is so excited. I mean, we, you know, she's, and, and you guys know, I mean, it, her and I got married seven years ago. We opened up two other parks. We've got one in South Padre. We've got one in Natchez, Louisiana. I mean, she really came in with a great brain set of marketing and media, and she's like, let's do this. But the one thing, and you know, we, we're building a new house together, but the one thing we didn't do together was our own TV show together, like, you know, me and her and, and doing this. And I was really done with it, I ain't going to lie. Like, okay, I, you know, I did mine, I'm good. Like, you know, like your Uncle Mark, I mean, he, he did enough, right? Yep. And Shannon said, come on, let's let's do this. So we did. We, we signed Friday, we, uh, we, we entered into a no, new contract uh, with a network called EarthX, and it's, it's on uh, – uh, uh, Direct TV is in between Animal Planet and Nat Geo, and it's on every streaming marketing. So we're going to start filming again July 15th. I think yeah. that shit nowadays that's even bigger than like regular TV, man. Everybody streams. No question. That's up, dude. That's the way to go is the streaming shit. Yeah. yeah. Like <clears throat> I was telling Matt the other day, I would like to do like a a full blown, I guess, kind of a movie this year. Yeah, we're. We, he sent me one. I still, I'm sorry, I haven't watched it yet, but it's fine. I, I know I where figured. your brain's going with it. Uh, but yeah, we could definitely we do can, a production, man. We can do it because just if once you watch that, you'll be like, we can do that. And not saying like, y- y'all are good enough behind the camera and we're good enough in front of the camera. We can definitely make well, it. Well, there's no question you are, but let me challenge you with this. Remember, if you're doing a 30 minute TV show, that's 21 minutes of content, like when you take the commercials out. So that's 21 minutes. What you got to be ready for, and this is the, this is real. I went back and looked at my old CMT shows. I thought I got to be a better character than that. Like I've got to, even though we were doing some dangerous shit, you know, we got to be better characters. We got to make people laugh. We got to show them who we really are. So you got to, twenty-one minutes is a long time. No, I'm talking like an hour on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, man. So no, the, I'm the talking crazy. Like, the crazy. The craziest thing about what you just said is that 
whenever you do put on this character, it's it's not you don't have to go and be somebody else. No. But there's just so there's such a different dynamic to getting in front of the camera and still being able to showcase who you are. Sure. Because the camera does something to you, man. I mean, you put any average Joe in front of the camera and they just go, uh Yeah. Uh, kind of like how we were at the beginning. It's like you don't know what to say, you know, should I be doing something else? Should I be acting a certain way when the reality of it is just be yourself, but that's just such a hard thing to overcome. And so like for us to to progress and get better at that is really just us being more ourselves I and would not agree with that. having to go out of our own character to be this character that is just us. Like, it's just us, you know? Yeah, Yeah, because I'm pretty dumb, so all I have to do is just act dumb in front of the camera. You I know? agree with you. And not in, like, a dumb like <laughs> dumb way, just be goofy, you know what I mean? That's kind of my persona, so I just got to be a dingus. Put it, put, it on, put it on full blast for the world to see, man. Yeah. My thing is you, you have to ignore the camera, especially, like, when me and Gary were catching stuff, we were good about that. But it's everything else, you know, you know, driving to the location or getting ready or whatever. It's just it makes you feel awkward when dudes stick cameras in your face. You and Damon's I mean? right. When you're actually in it, you're when you're in it, you're in it. You're, you're good. good you no know. problem. Well, yeah, your it's, mind's off of it. It's the fact of you're driving down the road. There's two cameras in the back seat in your face. <laughs> you you got to bring it up here, man. I mean, you you can't just. You can't do what you normally yeah. do, which is just listen to ninety seven point one and just drive and Correct. maybe a little bit of like Or shoot the shit, you know, or well, whatever. So, yeah, I mean know? it it's it's funny too when that happens, you bring the camera out, everyone can just be having this cool, funny, hilarious, full blown conversation, the camera comes out, dead silence. Yep. Right. So everybody's just like, What? It's funny because when the red light comes on whoop. Yeah. Whoop. When that red light comes on Pucker factor. You gotta hit a grand slam. The yeah. pucker factor. <laughs> that <laughs> That whole sphincter tightens up. Uh, and I, it took, I think it was like day four when we were uh, hunting up north this past year that, like, CC Duck calling them finally kind of. Oh, yeah, he warmed up, man. And, you know, it, it doesn't take long for you to kind of figure out. Um, I think everybody just kind of has their own little, like, personal dilemma, you know. They never thought about what they're going to, you know, who's going to see this, man. What do I What do I feel comfortable saying and showing to people and, you know. I don't want to say something stupid. I don't want people to think I'm an idiot. And everyone just worries too much about that, about what people think of them. You know. So when the camera comes on, okay, be honest. When the camera comes on and you know you're going to do your thing, is it better to have a couple of drinks or no? I think either one. <laughs> I, do it, I, do, I do it either, either way. way. Minimum, either way. Minimum 12. I'm going to say, Damon, don't you even try that down yeah. there. Nah, nah. Bullshit. Yeah. Damon, Damon starts off good and Damon <laughs> ends up fucked up. Just, yeah, hey, and it's all, that's, dude. Hey, I got to, uh, look, since we're talking about Damon, I, okay, uh, this, here we go yeah. with the story. I got I to gotta just get into this. So just as we started filming with CMT, they asked me to go do a show in Midland, Texas. And they had just built the Horseshoe Arena, held 7,000 people. And they said, well, we're going to do a show at 1 o'clock. Well, me and Damon, they had us in the green room, and we had a couple guys with us. We're getting ready. The county judge that's putting this on comes back and gets me and Damon and walks us up to the crow's nest where you can see the parking lot. Look, it was packed. I'm talking about we didn't go look at the people sitting there because I knew that would really jack Damon up, right? We just looked at the cars. And Damon wasn't even of age. He said, man, I'm going to need a six-pack over this, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we come back. We get ready to go. I come out, they introduce me, I come out, and then I'm going to introduce Damon. He's coming up from the backstage to see, he's seen them people. He went back down the stage, this is no lie, threw up everywhere. I said, I ain't got time for this, dude. You there was come a on. trash can. There was a trash can. <laughs> they, the, uh, the lady was standing there, and she cracked the curtain or whatever, and I saw those people, and, dude, I just got sick as shit. And I was like, hit hard 90 to the trash can, emptied. Whatever illegal drinks that I had consumed, and uh, 
That's so f- shook it off, man. He like he kind of Gary stuck his head back there. He's like, tighten, tighten up, son. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <sighs> and then he comes- I went out there, dude, and the, the spotlight's in your face, and I was like, oh my god. And then in the back of your mind, there you're like, we made it, we made it. Well, what's bad is if you look forward, there was a big Megatron. You could see yourself yeah. there, right? And you're like, what an idiot. <laughs> but but I, that's hilarious because you're not like a, and don't take this wrong, you're not like a super outgoing person, Damon. Maybe <laughs> when you start drinking, I'm saying like you're talking and all that shit, but I never would have thought that you would be a bitch and throw up just because there's people around. No, man. But he I sucked mean, it up, and here's what shit, happened. No, man, I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Absolutely, Matthew. At the end of the show, we bring out the big alligator, 10 foot, and we're going to catch it on stage. Damon walks in front of it. We all know don't ever put both side, uh, both feet on one side of the alligator. You're getting swept, right? Yeah. He did it. I'm telling you, his big-ass feet went about eight, eight, eight feet in the <laughs> air. He lands on his back. Now, he hopped up quick. But that alligator put him on his back in front of all them people. That was his first experience with a big crowd. Did you notice when you asked the, the beer drinking question, Porter just shotgunned a twisted tea as soon as you said that? Well, grab yeah. one immediately. Le- Leslie Chow does stuff like that, you know. Mr. Chow over here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just like twisted tea, man. What's all right, man. So I got <clears throat> I got to get some uh, an outside perspective to tell this story, man, because I believe I've told it before, but no one quite – does it justice like you do? One time Gary called me, man, when I'm a kid. And uh, back when we were running a lot of gators with him, and he's like, hey, man, I need your help. Come, uh, We're going to go catch this big alligator at this water treatment facility. And uh, I don't know if they understood what you just said. Water treatment facility. I didn't know what it meant at the time. It just was like, you know, oh, cool. I get to go catch an alligator. Fun. Let's go. You know, I loved it. Poo-poo. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought, oh, water treatment. It must be treat- treated water. It's clean. It's cool. Let's Poo-poo. go. So they sent us down to the end of the earth, down in Smith Point, Texas, right by the Galveston Bay. Oh, that's the Venice of Texas. <laughs> we get down there, High and they quality. told me it was a seven-foot alligator. That was total bullshit. <laughs> the alligator was, at, it, I knew it was at least 11 when we looked at him. We, we're using, and the funny part of the story is, we're, we're all using 85-pound spider wire. We got our treble hooks, and this alligator just keeps popping us off, man, just pop, pop. And we're there. It's the third hour we're there. Like, I'm like, I'm, I don't normally stay at one for an hour. Like, right? I'm ready to be done. And here comes Matt. He's got this surf rod from here to New Hampshire, right? I mean, this has got to be that long. And he says, I got it. And I looked on the reel, and he had monofilament. Hey, man, that's all I didn't know. I just, that's the biggest rod I had. I said, all right, we're going to catch a big alligator. Let me grab the, the, it was the beef stick was what it was called, man. I just grabbed the biggest <laughs> fucking rod I had, man. I ain't lying. That, that damn string was was quarter inch round. It was uh, it was offshore it was like, shit. It was like ninety pound mono or something. That, that catches marlin, boy. <laughs> so so he hooks the damn thing right, and he's hanging on. We're all breaking off. I'm retying, recasting, retying, recasting. Man, look at this damn monofilament hanging in there, man. So went to stretch. The next boy. thing I do, I get down by the water, and I'm holding on, and I, and the alligator goes under a pipe and twists. Like we're done, right? It's over. And I look down in the water, and it's a damn tampon floating in the water. Mm. I said, hey, wait, wait, listen, listen. That son of a bitch got at Gary's blown. His mind is blown about this whole mono deal. And I'm like, yeah, I never really hooked up on a big alligator like that, you know? And I'm like, where do you want me, Gary? Like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, just keep it tight, walk around the pond, go get on top of him, because he had made a run, you know? So I'm walking, 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 and my line just goes slack. And I'm like, oh, shit, he popped off, you know? I saw, I saw him make a big swirl over there. So I'm reeling, 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 and all of a sudden my line gets tight again, and it's straight down in front of me. And I look down, and that big motherfucker pops up, dude. I mean, I could have pulled it out and pissed on him. 
He was right <laughs> there. It and had to be I, close dude, then, man. Talk, you want to talk about? You want to talk about pucker factor? Damn, I was standing what? at the water's edge, and there's a. It ended up being a. I think it was eleven six or something. Eleven seven, yeah. And um, I mean, right there, dude, and that's a big head. That's a big gator head right there in front. But you got to tell man. what had to happen though. And he had an old swamp seeker was with us, and I said, "Boys, ain't but one way you're gonna get that wire around that pipe. Y'all gonna have to skin it down. Go ahead and take it off." Get in there. I bet Swamp was all about it. So, so was Matt. Hey, they stripped down to their drawers. I, this is no lie. We had Smith, nowhere, field tech, what the hell it was, by that Galveston Bay. <laughs> and they go down there and swim around this damn. Look, I'm not kidding you. It wasn't just tampons floating, brother. It was little chocolate things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> turds. <laughs> Full turds. And they swimming underwater in this, man. And they finally get it. And I see his reel pulling drag. I said, them some guns got, got it free. About another 30 minutes, they pulled it up close enough, and then one of them roped it. Uh, it was 11-7. I guarantee you it went 450 pounds. It is the funniest thing. I have a picture. It's crazy oh. to look back on it. Me and Andrew. <laughs> it was turned all over that alligator. Turned turned burglar, boy. Me and Andrew both just nasty as all get out sitting on top of this alligator. And we were young back then. I mean, Andrew was a little bit – he was pretty swole. He was in good shape. I was a little skinny thing, man. I looked like a toothpick sitting on the back of this alligator. And they had to bathe us. They – the guys that worked out there that called us out were like, oh, y'all got in the water? And we're, yeah, yeah, man, me and Andrew all pumped up. Yeah, man, that's a shit pond. <laughs> we're like, what? You know, like, get over here. And they dumped bleach all over us, man. And we were like, God dang, we had to ride, man. Gary made us ride in the back of the yeah, truck. Hey, you all ain't getting this yeah, you don't do it, Wes. <laughs> no. Oh, that was a good. But you know what? Once again, that shows the heart of the kids that I had with me. I mean, they didn't give a damn. They didn't. They, they did not care how that alligator was. They was like, "We catching this." Man. Yeah, we catching it. Hey man, all we it, gonna catch is Gary bestest, told me. But if, we gonna catch. Gary told me if we caught that alligator, we get to name him. So we named him Big Chief, and we turned him out in the big pond. Yep, he's yeah, he's still here. Big Gary said the happiest moment is when you and Andrew came up and y'all smiled. It looked like you've been eating like Hershey's Kisses. Ah. <laughs> no, Just, don't yeah. do that to me. Don't no. do that to me. Oh, come on. God. Did you get it in your mouth, Matt? Tell the truth. Was it in your mouth, Matt? I, know, I feel like I'd have remembered if it had got in my mouth, you know? You know what? The adrenaline, he had no taste buds at the time. Look, okay. if it did, you know what that did. It built the shit out of your character. Oh, you're and your immune system. And your immune be, system is champion, this, son. <clears throat> yeah. If you're going to eat shit, it's best not to nibble. <laughs> you know Full what I mean? Spoons. Well, yeah. if you're going to eat shit, at least catch an alligator, right? <laughs> we caught, yeah, man. that's... I mean, y'all did it. it like, it, Look, if you did eat the poop, which is fine. I mean, I have eat, you, have I you ever ass? told your wife the truth, dude? Like, for real? No. Um, <laughs> thank God she doesn't listen to the I'll podcast. i say this, man. Um, you know, I always wanted to. You guys have always been uh, these role models in my life. And, like, thank you. have been just these larger-than-life <laughs> individuals. When I come up, man, we're freaking catching alligators. We're doing all this, like, cool and crazy shit. So when I showed up, dude, like, you don't. Now, this mat that you have sitting in front of you, this guy's domesticated. When I showed up back in the day... I pulled up with the thought in my head, it takes a big dog to fuck an elephant, and I'm the dog. There you go. Let's go. Woo! You know, so I'm doing all that. Dude, I went all out. You're about it, as man. domesticated as a feral cat. What do you mean? I don't know, You're, man. Dude, I don't know, things man. Things have changed, brother. Porter, the, 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 
the Halloween party, man, when he showed up as Takashi Six Nine, was yeah. like, I'm like, dude, this is a wild man. I'm talking about straight up teeth colored, uh, dude. I used Damon, to I'm old. What is a Takashi Six Nine? Man, this is dude that wishes he was like gangster, but he's really not. He a didn't soul. get shot. Very there's soft. There's this, you know, the social media wave. Everybody hypes him up. You know, this dude got real famous rapper, and uh, he's like Puerto Rican too. Yeah, and so his big thing was like, you know, he was like his hair was all like rainbow, and he had like all these rainbow diamonds and stuff, and he was just. I don't know, just crazy. Well, I thought it would be a hilarious Halloween costume. Uh, so I went all out, dude. Was, I, I painted he had tattoos all over his face and his body. So, I, dude, I had all these tattoos. I had these giant. The rainbow like grill. I had, I had my cousin who's a makeup artist come and do all this stuff all over me. <laughs> and I showed up, dude, just decked out like this guy. And, like I looked exactly like him, man. I had my long hair. And so rather than like wear a wig or something, I just dyed my own hair. Matthew <laughs> won the, the he costume. Won. He I did. Really? Yeah, we dude, doubt, he was man. all out. I used, no to throw, I used to throw some fucking ragers and for like the halloween party we'd always who was the best one and when matt walked up i was like that's it oh. contest is over i was like it's over because he literally dyed his hair rainbow oh, i was he, like he had remember that he was had the boom box too. yeah 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 he had the boom box on his shoulder when he rolled up in the garage and everybody's like oh shoot like he walked up jamming himself and just got down grabbed the ball threw it like it was like on the beer pong table like i was like damn because the year before me uh, like Mitch, no, it was me, it was Tanner, you, Joe, Joe, and Jacob all did Anchorman. And like, I went to Goodwill, had the full blown red suit, the mustache. I was Ron Burgundy, you know, even I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I Ron was Burgundy. I'm Ron. I smell of rich, rich mahogany, rich, rich mahogany <laughs> and well, leather bound since, books. Since we're on a story, I'm going to tell you one. I don't know if Damon's told y'all this one no. about the alligator at the zoo. You ever heard about the alligator at the zoo where we almost got killed by the monkeys? Oh, is, it, oh, is dude, this a knock-knock knock Wait, wait, was it monkeys oh. or baboons? Baboons. Was, yeah, I know this one. I don't tell it, I don't you tell tell porter. So I get a call from the – it's a little zoo in Victoria, Texas. Not, I mean, it's a small little zoo. Victoria has a zoo? Yeah. I've yeah been it's called the there. Texas Zoo. Yeah. Wow, I've been there a hundred times. Never knew that. Yeah. So they called us, and it was right after we did CMT. It was the year after that or whatever. I think Damon was barely 18, if he was 18, but he still didn't know how to listen worth a shit. So here's what happened. Like, no. Never. So we pulled up, and they didn't tell us that we was going to do a, you know, a, a let people know thing we was there. Oh, they had a press release and didn't tell Gary that we showed up. So we get there, and they said, look, our alligators used to be four foot, but they outgrew the exhibit in that eight foot. What we need y'all to do is go in there and catch the eight footers, and they wanted me to bring them some three footers. Because they, they was got growing a yeah. thing. We get there and they open the gate. It's people. It look. It's people everywhere. This zoo ain't big as. It's people everywhere. So, me and Damon back the trailer up. We just gonna go to work, right? We just gonna catch the alligators and be done. The lady comes over there. The curator says, "Hey Gary, check this out. I got one rule. Don't look at the monkeys." I said, "What <laughs> you mean? Don't look at the monkeys?" And right next to the alligator exhibit was this crab net. <laughs> And then on the other side of this crab net was nine baboons. And I don't know if y'all ever seen a damn baboon. I have. Let me tell you something. I would rather die by alligator bite than a damn baboon, right? So I tell Damon, I said, look, the lady said don't look at the, at the monkey. Whatever you do, don't look at the monkey. We go in there. As soon as they open the gate, all three water, all three alligators go in the water. I said, damn, Damon, we got, we got to work. We go in there, he makes a great underwater catch. Catch the first, and I tape him up in the trailer, it goes. We're good. We got two to go. Thank you. Thank you. The next one comes out the water. Easy catch. No problem. Got one to go, right, Porter? One, no, you don't understand. One to go. But he stays in the water. 
Damn, if you if you if you're wondering why I make Damien get away, he taller than me. I drown. He he like he you know. Yeah yeah yeah. You know, yeah. He taller. He's big, dumb. You know. <laughs> he gets in there and we th- he throws the alligator. We get him on the bank. We finna tape it up, and Damon's sitting on the back of this alligator. And all of a sudden, I look at Damon's eyes, and he looks up at the damn monkey. And when I tell you I'm not exaggerating, all hell breaks loose. There was one male baboon in there with eight females, and he thought Damon wanted his females. <laughs> And it's this dumb bitch. Who else but Damon? It goes crazy. I'm talking about, next thing I know, I'm getting the tape ready because I'm, I don't have, it's just, it's the noise they make, like, it's just stressful, right? I'm trying to tape this some bitch out because I'm ready to go. Well, I'm working on it, and this baboon, this male baboon takes that crab net, and he starts opening. He got his head through the crab net. I said, you know what? It would be really jacked up for the alligator guy to die over a monkey. Yeah. Bullshit. This ain't going down today. And that monkey got halfway through there. I had two rolls of tape on the alligator's mouth. I didn't give a damn. I took off running with his head of this alligator. I said, you sorry, son of a bitch. I told Damon, follow the rules. <laughs> Damon, why'd so, you look at the monkey, man? Why'd you look? So why are you trying to steal some monkey bitches, bro? So <laughs> everything he said is 100% true. Like, no doubt about it. But it's like. I when you, had to. Yes. It's like. <laughs> don't tell me not you, to, right? Yeah. I mean, if she wouldn't have said nothing, I would have never looked at the monkey, whatever. And like Gary said, dude, picture perfect. First two was, they were all like textbook. Good. Caught them. And there's hundreds of people out there. And the lady, as we were going in, she's like, hey, whatever you do, don't look at those monkeys over there. It's like, what? how? If you wouldn't have said that, I never even would have looked at Don't it. tell me that. So we catch the first <laughs> one, like Gary said, boom, nothing in the trailer. And once we did that, all those mon- monkeys, like, we caught their attention, and they all walked to the freaking shrimp crab net or whatever. And the way baboons walk, bro, is hilarious. Man, you know how strong a monkey is? Bro, they rip his arms out of socket. And they would have took Damon's dick nah. and threw it off his body. No, what do you mean? No. What? Well, I, I told Gary, me and him had this conversation before, like, I think I could, if one solid punch to a grizzly bear, I think I could deter him from, uh... Whatever. Attacking me. Uh, he called me like, anyway, this, anyway, anyway. No. So, no. And so before no. so before we're catching the, uh, the alligators, right, Gary even asked, he's like, man, what is this uh, What is this separating the, the monkeys from the alligators? They're like, oh, it's, it's, it's a, a strong, firm netting. And I'm like, crab uh, net. You know, you go to the Houston Zoo and there's like, jail bars. You know, yeah. two-inch cable. You know, from the elephants and rhinos or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So it all goes to plan. So we're catch, we catch the first one. Like I said, all those monkeys come up to that netting. And out of, the, out of my peripherals, I'm like, okay, don't look at the monkeys, right? So we go to the next one. Like Gary said, it, that one, it was a smaller pond, you know, about, well, I say waist deep on me, but, you know, whatever, four, five foot deep. And the other one comes out. We catch that one. No big deal. And we, it comes to the third one, and we catch it. Gary pulls it out. And he's like, all right, damn, get on it. So I get on it. Get up around his mouth. And as I'm sitting up with it, man, I, like that male baboon was just, it, like he almost made a couple, <clears throat> like he wanted me to look at him. And so Gary, like, gets two raps. And then I'm like, man, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> so I slowly look, Challenger. And dude. Me and him, <laughs> me and him connect See, eyes. See, that's what happened. Our gaze, like <laughs> slowly looked at him. I looked at him, and he looked at me, and our eyes met. 
Man. Dude, it's like, how do animals get that jacked? So that, like, you know, Porter works out every day. Dude? I work out a lot. Yeah, kangaroo, same thing. How do animals get that jacked? Look, I don't understand. That baboon Because he had eight females. He had a and he, like, <laughs> he straight up. <laughs> he should have been ragged, like, though, for that. Like, he batisted you know I mean? me. Like, dude, his veins were popping out. And, dude, his eyes got big, like, surprised. And he smiled. And, dude, the freaking canines on that sucker. I'm like. So, so, so when this happened, he did all that and grabbed that netting and started pulling. I said, oh, shit. And Gary's like, oh, damn, Damon. God, what are you doing? And he went to pulling, that, jerking that netting. And, dude, when he did, all his bitches, all his bitches went with him. And they started screaming. Oh, you know, screaming. And then the, the, the curator lady's like, I said don't look at him. I'm like, well, obviously like, we're past too late that. now, bitch. You know we're I mean? done. We're <laughs> past that. We're done. I've looked at him. You should have done like blue and fed him some of them hot peppers, boy. And, so, uh, so yeah. Damon, are you smart or did you think you could take him? Because. No, nah, when he stood up and he smiled no. and he like, he gave me the, the Ronnie Coleman. I'm like, oh, shit. There's no way that thing he didn't look that big, and then he stood up and then like busted a flex on me. I'm like, Ugh. dude. No, see, when I mind. seen that, I'm like, however you get home, damn it, I don't give a shit. I'm out. He's like, I'm. I'm we're picking him up now, and I'm going to the trailer. We're getting out of here, dude. They He's have like, sharp now. teeth. What? They would rip your arms out of the socket, and he would probably end up making you his ninth bitch. Bitch, I'm telling you, like. Yeah. So the curator things, was like, all the people, they think this is cool, right? Oh hell yeah, what a show! So they're like, whoa, and she's like, telling all the people around, I know, shh, be quiet. <laughs> and we're like, get we the have a horny baboon on the loose. <laughs> get the alligator in the trailer, and then, you know, we got to get away from this enclosure. And man, Gary didn't talk to me for like six hours after that. Oh, I don't blame Gary. you. You almost got killed by a monkey because of this dude. It doesn't matter. We we put a show on for this. What do you people mean it doesn't matter? You put Gary's life at risk because you couldn't. You pop couldn't follow withstand it. yourself. I'm surprised no, they didn't call you because if that man. if that male would have came through the netting, then he, what? He was coming for me. He wasn't coming well, for nobody else. Let's make sure of that. But I'm surprised they didn't. I call had to you give your ass up over a damn baboon dog. I love you, but no, dude. Just for the spectators, I'm <laughs> surprised they didn't call y'all back and be like, "Everybody, come one, come all. Damon's gonna look at the baboon." <laughs> <laughs> we're we're having a staring contest. Man, I tell you what, I don't, I don't know where we are with breaks, but I'm going to have to have one. But I got, let me just tell you before we come back, I got a tiger story that trumps the monkey story. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll get right back to it. Now we're back. Okay, sorry. So, Gary, we just ended off that. We all had to take a nice piss. And um, you said right before we left, you have something that can top the monkey story, and you said the most dangerous animal on earth. Like tiger, tiger. Well, I, one of them. Like, I guess it'd go me than a tiger, polar. Whatever. Bear. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. This happened during my my CMT show, and and you know we we're, were getting a lot of folks that were coming to the park. I got a call from Kirbyville, Texas. Kirbyville, Texas. That's there's some real Americans over there. And what I didn't know was Back that was a real tiger refuge there. Did you ever know that growing up? Dude, I go through Kirbyville all the time. I did not know that. Shit, no. I thought it was just a roadside gas station with a tiger in the back. Shit, no, no man. Uh-uh. Hey. Hell no, man. All right, let me ask y'all this. Here's some educational. How many species of tigers are there? For real. I'm asking the question. What do you think? All right, I'm going to guess. <clears throat> so Five. Bengal tiger. Uh, a Siberian tiger, right? I don't know. If, uh, well, keep maybe. going. Yeah, that's, that's two. So there's two. Seven. Uh, there's seven tigers. You are absolutely right, dog. 
Damn. You got that right. The Indonesian. I wasn't done counting. I was going to get to seven. <laughs> oh, would you have got to seven? <laughs> yeah, I watch a shit ton of Animal Planet when I'm really fucked up. No, Porter's <laughs> right. There is seven. And I didn't know that either. Cause I, what the hell I know about a tiger, right? Like, I just know the one got the white piece on the ear called a Bengal tiger. Well, anyway, the lady called me and said, look, we're going broke up here. Like, we, we need to get some people up here and some admissions going so we can feed a tiger. Do y'all know how much a damn tiger eats? You get it. Like $300 yeah. hey, I watched that. Probably about as much as Damon. Documentary. So, with Joe Exotic. No call. No fuck you. <laughs> now, y'all leave t- the tiger people out of this. <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> so, I get up there to Kirbyville and find this place, and it's way back, like, on the Sabine River, you know. So, I get up there, and I got to go through all this shit, and I knock on the door. And I'm telling you, Jesus answered the door. This lady was that old, right? right old as dirt, right? Methuselah. Man, I, I poor thing. She like she's on a cane, and she go to explaining me that they need to get more people in here so they can feed them. And she said, "I'm gonna turn you over to my intern." <laughs> so she brings the intern out, and the intern said, "Look, I'm gonna show you Ram." How old is the intern? Uh, twenty, maybe. Oh, I was I thought you'd be like younger than her, eighty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she was sixty years younger, but yeah. anyway. So we start off with a little tour. And we go to the first place we go is a Bengal tiger. Two of them in there. Boy, that's a, I mean, you ever, them tummies big, man. They're, they're giant. So we walk around, and the next one is a Siberian tiger. They have a Siberian tiger in Kirbyville. Kirbyville, Texas. So the damn, the damn tiger backs up to the fence. She said, look out. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. That fucker pissed all over me, right? Like, I'm there to help the damn tiger, right? I'm here to, to raise money for the tiger. Nice spray. So I got sprayed. Must on use. We keep going around, and she's showing me all these other tigers. And there was a, we get to this one, and it's an Asian short-haired tiger. Lady said, "Look out for this one now. It's crazy." <laughs> and they got a, they got a little slot where you put a steak in for it, where you feed them. It's a little slot. She opened the slot. By the time she get ready to open the slot, she put the steak in there and brought it back. Let me tell you, you ever seriously been around a tiger when it growled? You vibrate on your feet. Like, it's crazy. But when it did that, from behind me, I hear, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to turn around. Look at this shit, right? <laughs> I might be dead. <laughs> I turn around, and on the other side of the fence is a monkey. Oh, hey, here we go again we go with the monkey. Monkey. <laughs> Where do they come from? <laughs> this monkey, is on the, on, he's on the fence, and he got his Johnson hung out. Oh, shit. He's mad Miss Jordan. He's mad as hell. Jordan. <laughs> Mr. Chow, baby. So I, I told the intern, I said, what, what's wrong with that damn monkey? She said, well, you know, we're having, we having financial hard times, and we had to turn this air conditioner off. I said, you full of shit. She said, no, he mad. Cause, and I looked, and you could see a little window unit in his little pen. She said, we just don't have the money to. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll give you $100 to turn that son of a bitch on. <laughs> right she now. went over there and she turned now. it on. And that monkey went back in that cage by the air. His little hair blowing. It was a little spider monkey. And he's happy. I said, tell you what, I'll give you another $100 to turn it back off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I ain't kidding you, man. She turned it back off. That son of a bitch went back. Whoosh, hung the Johnson out again. Telling you, man. I do the same thing when I get pissed off. Man. <laughs> Turn I your air conditioner. Dude, no. My wife turns off the AC. It's coming out. Dude, it's that's coming a true out. story, man. Dude. But yeah, what we happened did, with the Tiger, though? So like, we did a fundraiser for him, and we, we helped him out a little bit. But look, man, you know, you're talking about, you know, 12, 15 Tigers. They had to disperse them. They, the, the lady, to be honest with you, the reason that she made her money with those Tigers, she was on stage back in the 80s with Motley Crue. 
And those were the tigers that you saw in Motley Crue. Oh, wow. Yeah, for so real. So she was having sex with Motley Crue and then showing off her tigers. Well, whatever um, it takes, right? Um, <laughs> whatever so, it takes. So That's I heard, right. so so take everything I say seriously. Uh, so they <laughs> let those tigers loose in Sabine National Forest, right? <laughs> Well, there was two guys that was bow hunting one day. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine being out there in the forest and just hearing that? <sighs> Even worse, that. <laughs> oh man! Turn around, but got a Johnson in your there, face. There's a for real reason. <gasps> Spider monkey just. There's a for real reason that me and Damon don't like monkeys. Now y'all get it. But there was one more over a sandhill crane that me and Damon gonna tell you, and then we'll we're gonna get off the stories after this one. And this happened over in Florida. Me and Damon and the whole crew, we went down to Orlando's Gatorland to see the behind the scenes. And they put us up in his house. And me and my partner in his business were talking business and everything. And you know how they got the screened-in swimming pools over there so the mosquitoes don't get you? Yeah. yeah. Well, Damon was out there with my son, Kyle, and they were little. At, uh, well, Kyle was little, and, you know, Damon was six foot nine. Yeah, I've, I've always been a large 13 human. years old, six foot nine. Right. Next thing I know, I'm in the kitchen there talking to my business partner. We, we think about all the stuff we've seen at, at Gatorland. I hear some screaming coming out. Damon, I'm going to let you take it from there. Man, so Gary and them, you know, they were talking business, whatever. And Kyle was a little kid. And uh, we was in the in the in-ground swimming pool. Like I said, it's all enclosed. There's a screen door on the side that goes outside or whatever. And me and him was in the pool. And we, was, uh, we was throwing a football, you know, a little Nerf football the other end. And uh, so they had pizza outside on the picnic table, and Kyle got out of the pool, thought he was going to get something to drink or whatever, so I'm just, you know, doing the old backstroke, whatever. And all of a sudden, I look over there, and Kyle's got this pizza crust. He'd already ate his pizza or whatever. And he walks over to the screen door, and he opens the door, and he kind of disappears for a little bit, so I don't think nothing of it. And all of a sudden, he's back into this, the door, like back backing up, you know, walking backwards. And then as he makes the corner of the house, I notice he's got his arm up. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And all, he keeps backing up, and I see he's holding something, and what's the pizza crust? So he pushes that screen door open, and he keeps backing up, backing up, and all of a sudden I see this beak make the corner, and it looks like a damn pterodactyl on fucking Jurassic <laughs> like World. steak knife coming through the door. Yeah, so it just... And it's bobbing the head, you know. I'm like, damn, it's a velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> and that bird, man, and I see the old red on its neck. I'm like, damn, that's a damn sandhill crane. And I remember we saw those cranes walking in whenever we got to this gated neighborhood. And uh, so Kyle keeps backing up. And that sucker, you, know, you can tell he's looking around. And when he gets to the threshold of that screen door, he kind of looks. He makes a little noise. I'm like. And I, and I won't say anything. I'm like, what do I do? You know, I don't, I'm just watching Kyle. And then I see him. He sidesteps. And he kind of lets that crane kind of hit that crust, you know. Gives him just enough to keep him coming, you know. I'm like, that smart little bastard, you know. And he just, he keeps his arm going sideways. And that crust comes in. And it's like Kyle knew where the the door, you know, the threshold as soon as that bird broke that plane, Kyle slammed that door, and he jumped. He said, I got him. Game on. Dude, this crane opens up, and I'm like, I never realized how big they were. <laughs> Man, he makes this noise. And then all of a sudden, Gary comes out the back door. He's like, 
Kyle, what are you doing? And this bird is just beating his shit going up and ballistic. And he's like, I got him, Daddy. I got him. I got him. And I'm just in the pool, just like baffled. I'm like, what is happening? I don't want to get out of the pool. I'm like, what am I going to do? Tackle this bird? And then Gary's like, Kyle, let him go. Let him go. Let him go. He's like, oh. And this bird is like, you know, he's wide eyed. He is ready to. Kyle like, has just no idea. Well, there's a reason yeah, his dogs that have to wear the, the, just pluck the, your the vision glasses, out. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I'm, you know, Gary's thinking this bird is about to skewer Kyle, you know. Skewer him. Skewer him. And he's like, Kyle, let him go. He's like, ah. Oh. So he opens the door and that bird hops out that door and he's like, and then he bows up like, bitch. Where's my crust? You thought you had me, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know. And that bird just kind of. He walks around the screen of that porch, and, like, everybody kind of mellows out. And he's like, Kyle, what are you doing? He's like, I wanted to catch him. <laughs> and it's like, and then what? He's like, I don't know. He didn't think that far. <laughs> that but, is hilarious. Y'all, that's a missed opportunity there. Y'all could have eaten good that night. Was it hunting season? We were in Florida. Uh, Florida. Yeah, so yes. I don't even know. I should have kept him trapped. have he, hunting should have kept him trapped in there. Went back in the house, got online, got your non-res hunting license, <laughs> Sand Hill Crane stamp, then went back out and dealt yeah. with him. But it was Dude. crazy because the, the bird was taller than Kyle. You know, that's why. I don't know how many, how many listeners have ever hunted those things, stuff, but they seriously are huge. Like, yes. What do you think, five foot, six so, foot wingspan? We yeah. did. It was definitely, yeah, but depending on the maturity of the bird, definitely can go over six foot. Yeah. And it was crazy. I was just talking about this with, uh, you know, a friend of mine today, and we're talking about Sand Hill Crane hunting and just, <clears throat> like, everything – about them like their their size their wingspan their their sound they're so loud dude yeah. they're like just complete sensory overload when you get into a big flock of sand hills it's like you think you can't hear yourself think when you get into a big snow geese yeah you know tornado like sand hills it's like yeah, holy shit it is it's like in all directions the only thing like your brain can't even function because all you hear is it is so one of the things that when you guys invited me to do this, one of the, one of the things I wanted to cover were fatal attacks from alligators. Okay, if we you don't mind, let's jump back to alligators real quick. Yeah. And I the one of the things, and, I, and you guys, I know you guys absolutely know this, but I want to cover this to your viewers because I mean you guys are really doing well with this. But I want to talk about fatal attacks with alligators in Texas. Okay, in Texas, like the head of Parks and Wildlife told me that we're we're really getting close to a million alligators in the state of Texas now. Like, all along the Gulf Coast. They're all the way down to South Padre, to Orange. I mean, you guys get it, you know. So, I wonder what your viewers would, would say if I ask them this question. How many fatal attacks has there ever been in Texas over an alligator attack? What do you guys think? <sighs> what do you call an alligator I mean, you attack? Got, you know, I, I, I'm talking about a fatal, a fatal so alligator I attack. I, yeah. I want to say, say your number. I'm going to say mine. Well, okay. you guys probably know, but... Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't just throw out a number. I, I know I the answer, so I'm going to keep bit. it to myself until after they go. Uh, in, the, in the entire state. The entire state. Oh, and by the <laughs> way, let's draw a picture, Matt, if you don't mind. Let's just say there's, just say a half a million alligators. They all live on the warm Gulf Coast where people like to do what? Drink beer. <laughs> that. Swim. And swim, feed, fish, and, ski. Yeah, right? And then say... Bingo. So collectively, Matt, collectively. And then they like to say, well, hey, watch this shit. Well, that's bad about a Texan. No that's question. That's the bad part. But collectively, how many people do you think swim all year in the same waters as an alligator? I mean, give me a number. What do you think the people that go into rivers and bayous where alligators oh, are? Shitload, man. I do it all the time. an absolute time. Well, I know you do. Millions. I'll say this, man. I'll put this number on it, and uh, I won't elaborate anymore. But um, natural in the wild, like natural undisturbed alligators, and 
by undisturbed, I mean if you're just swimming. They don't uh, know they're there. They're in you, the same you water. You don't know they're there, and you're swimming. How many people swim around? in the same water as an alligator in a year? Millions. Collectively yeah, in a year. I wouldn't say there's many from that. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, do we want the number to be year no, or like forever? What I'm asking you right now is how many people swim in the same water? Oh, it's just, I thought we were going with fatal. You can't attack. put a we number are, on it. We are. We think, are. We are. We are. I don't think you put a number on that because, you know. A million? I say million. I say yeah, a million, and then they do it. Five times a year so or ten go, times a year. Right, correct. Know? I said so, collectively, right. Yeah, so, so my question <clears throat> is, let's go back to what Porter said. Let's talk about how many people have been killed by an alligator in Texas. Three. In the last 50 years. Three. Uh, I'd say five. Three. Five or six. You know what the real answer is? One. It was the dude in orange? Uno. It was. It was. Yeah. I had the control number for that alligator guy. I hooked that alligator, and it spooled me. I should have took a boat. I didn't know where I was going. I went to the bayou. It was a little, a little, a little hamburger shack on the bayou, and I hooked it. And I, after it spooled me, I turned around. I told the landowner. I said, "Let me tell you something. That alligator's been hand fed." I yeah. said, "And it's coming back." And that was that was. I mean, I want to say if if memory serves, that was an instance of hold my beer and watch this that led yeah. to that. Sorry to correct you, but that's not true. Here's what happened: at two thirty in the morning, him and his girlfriend out there, the bar closed. He said, man, it's hot. He went to jump in the water. He didn't even know there was an alligator there. And I'm being for real for him, right? He jumped on top of that 11-7 alligator. I, went, I did the autopsy. He was bit here, and he was bit on his back. But he pinned the guy's arm here. The cause of death for that was drowning. Yep. The alligator did not have another bite on that guy. Look, if you jump on me at 3 in the morning, I'm going to grab you too. Yeah. Okay. What I want to say by this, no matter who's listening, it was a horrible situation. It was bad timing from the alligator and the guy. It was just a sucky situation, right? That's what happened with that fatal attack, and it is the only one we ever had in Texas. And I just want to show your viewers, they're not the killers that swamp people say they are. Yeah, they're not. Jerry, that was that was at a boat ramp, right? It was. It, it was, was a boat ramp. Yeah. Well, it also goes to show how rumors spread because. Uh, for years and years, I thought that that dude was fucking with him. You know, Mm-mm. he's just out there drinking one night and was like, "Hey, I'm gonna jump on this." No, not true. Yeah. No, nope. but did. it'd be like us at what you're not allowed to, like at Pine Tree, you jump off the deck. But there's always alligators there. Well, there's the there's hold a, my beer. There's a restaurant where people hold throw French thing. fries all day. For example, long. I came to see I came to see you in the hospital, Porter. Yeah, you, you was frogging, and he thought I don't know if you knew it was a water moccasin, water snake, what it was, but it but the, the snake licked him. And it was... Did it not? It was a cottonmouth. It turned out to be a cottonmouth. A nice, what? young, juvenile, western cottonmouth who had nothing better to do with his day but envenomate Porter. Porter. <laughs> <laughs> and what Gary means by lick, it didn't lick him. Uh, lick <laughs> is in bite. Envenomated. <laughs> yeah, he... Where, where'd you get bit, by the way? I never asked you that. On the hand, I guess. On the thumb, yeah, No, on the index finger. I'd like hey, to... Can you tell us... Listen, I've never been envenomated, and I don't want to be. I let my wife do that bullshit. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Well, that wasn't funny, but... But here's the thing. <laughs> what he means is handle the venomous snakes. Yeah, he doesn't do mean that. get I'll, bit on a I'll regular. catch you an alligator under anything you want, but I ain't dealing with, with that bullshit. How did, tell me how it felt. Like, like tell right. me what do you, you really felt. Do you really want to know? I'd like to also. No, I really do. Yeah, I'd like I really to also do. hear um, from He was start, so intoxicated he does not recall. Yeah, from start no. to finish, uh, you know, your trip to the hospital, because from what I understand, you just didn't go right away. Okay, uh, so. That, Dumbass. Dummy. <laughs> I mean, my dad listens to these podcasts, too. He's going to be so mad. So all right. we all went out uh, right there on Broussard's land off of I-10 uh, in the crawfish fields. And I'm in waist-deep water 
we're catching frogs, and I'm literally, like, throwing them up onto the bank. And there's a bunch of girls in the truck, and they're like, that was the problem. Yep. Nope. Girls almost killed me. They're like, there's a snake, and it's swimming right by me. Like, so I just, I just literally just, whoop, grabbed it. Ouch. And I, no. It let it make it. it on the first time. I grabbed it. It did? And I'm like, yes, I grabbed it, and I had a perfect catch on him. He, right behind the head, wasn't going to, like, couldn't bite me. Everything was perfect. And I just kind of, I raised it up at him, and I literally let it get go, and it starts swimming away. Well, one of the girls goes, I didn't see the snake. <laughs> oh, boy. So I started trudging after it. Do it again, dummy. I grabbed it, and I grabbed it, like, mid-tail, mid mm. like, in the back. I picked it up, and that thing, like. You it knew was, it was coming. Oh, it was all, like, it was all pissed off. It was, it already caught him once. He just goes, Haraka. He thinks, man. Haraka. Oh, this dude. guy might be trying to eat me. Yeah, which, you know. Maybe I was. So, what did it feel like when it in, when it first went in? Like, not like. So, remember when you were a kid and you got your finger pricked at the hospital? Yeah. Less than that. Really. And I swear to God, which I was highly intoxicated, but like it bit me, and I just went. I was like, oh shit! Like I literally was just like, oh. Did you know what it was? Did you know? It was, yeah, I'm with Damon. Did you know it was a water mox? After it bit me, yes, because like it it. I mean, it latched on. And I did one of those shakes, and it just flew right off me, swam away, and I was just like, oh, no. Because I looked down, so I'm like, let me reassure myself. So I call Swamp Seeker. I'm like, hey, uh, I grabbed a snake. It bit me. He's like, is there two puncture holes? I said, yes. He's like, oh, well, you're, you're screwed. And yeah. I was just like. Because he got bit by a copperhead, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. He goes, how big was it? I was like. Little. Like, I said, like, eight inches. He goes, you're oh. fucked. He you're just, really screwed. He goes, you're really screwed. So I, was okay. like, I was like, why? Wait, like, tell him why that. Tell him why. A lot of your folks yeah, may so, not so be. For our viewers out there, yeah. <clears throat> there's a couple of different things. So when he calls Swamp and he says, hey, man, I got bit by a snake. All right, how many puncture holes do you have? Obviously, a lot of you guys probably know, uh, two puncture holes. It's got fangs, right? Whether or not they're front, rear fangs, whatever, it doesn't matter. If they got you, you got two holes. Most other snakes... They have teeth all the way around their mouth, right? So if they get you, you have you'll a have a of bunch holes. of little holes all the way around, like in a little horseshoe U-shape, you know. And uh, they have, a like, a blood thinner um, in their saliva that makes you bleed so much more, too. And I don't know. I, I'm sure a cottonmouth has the same thing, but um, you'll, have a, you'll bleed from every hole, so you'll be able to easily identify it, right? And another thing about Porter got bit by a juvenile cottonmouth, and there's a lot of misconceptions out there and – I'm no professional, but in my experience and in my opinion, you get bit by a juvenile snake, it's not their defense mechanism to throw everything they have at you. It's just that when they're young like that, their venom glands, everything's developing on them, they can't control their, their venom output. So when you get struck by a young juvenile snake, they just they give it all. They don't have... They premature ejaculate. They don't have oh any of that. Oh, my God, you, you know, said that. That's like with Porter, every time he has a... Intimate relationship with his yes. wife. Yeah. It's yeah. just too soon, right? It's too fast. You so know? He you, doesn't know, and he yeah. just goes you get, God all at one time. You get whacked by you know <laughs> uh, a juvenile uh, venomous snake. They whacked. don't have that restraint. They just give it all to you. No, yep. and the long story short, you're all right. I mean, there's an offense and defensive bite from a snake, and the young ones just ain't learned that. So you got a pretty good. Bit. So it bit me, and I was like, shit. But I was like. And I called, and he goes, and Andrew told me, so there's one of two things that happened. He goes, one, it bit you, and it didn't give you any venom. Dry bite. 
He said, you might, that he, defensive goes, bite you're he talking goes, about. you might have a dry bite. He goes, but he probably gave you everything he had. And he goes, just, he's like, I would go to the hospital right now. So I get off the phone. I'm in the front seat with Tanner in his truck. And Tanner's like, what? I was like, I got bit. He's like, oh, dude, it's fine. He grabs a cold Budweiser <laughs> out of the. <laughs> that's back when we could drink Budweiser. Yeah, this is back when we could drink Budweiser. He grabbed a cold Budweiser. He put it on my hand and grabbed duct tape and wrapped it around. I, oh, constricted it. That's not cool. So I have a, just a club. Not cool, I have Tanner. a club not cool. with a cold Budweiser on my hand. And we, a club. Like, he wrapped my hand up. Oh, I thought up. you said you went to the club. Oh, no, no, no. he no. has a club because he's I have a all club. taped up. I, I'm all taped up. Like, I can't even see the bite no more. So. That's great. It's about 20, 20 to 30 minutes later. Uh, I feel that tape literally. It starts. Like, I'm like, I, I said, it's starting to hurt. I said, this tape's getting tight. So he pulls out a case knife. I cut it off. And when I pull it off, it was like these first three fingers were. They look like Zumos, bro. <laughs> and for our viewers that don't know what that is, that's just sausages, Sausage. boy. Some sausages are like, okay. I said, we need, to, we need to start making a move. He's like, cool. I said, but this is where I'm drunk. I'm like, let's go back to your house. Let's shower. Uh, I said, I'm head to toe covered in mud. We've caught, you know, two, three dozen frogs, whatever. So I'm at his house taking a shower. And, like, it got to the point where I couldn't close my hand. Yeah. So my hand was starting to swell up. And it was getting really tight. So I'm just bathing i get done i'm like I, he takes a shower like okay i think we need to go to the hospital yeah, now. two hours ago we should have gone to the hospital but we asked go and shower yeah. so he's like where do we go i was like let's go to the worst hospital in southeast texas let's go to port <laughs> Arthur. so i show up to port Arthur. actually it was uh winnie would be your worst one yeah i know but go i ahead. went to port Arthur. <laughs> they have and since we, rebranded we walk in and tanner goes hey my cousin got bit by a snake and she's like well, here, sign this. And there's like a guy, I look over, and there's a dude that just got in a motorcycle wreck. There's oh, blood God. pouring down his face, all this shit, but he's alive. And I go, I'm just looking at him. I look at I like, wait. <laughs> and I, I'm like, well, no. I'm like, I don't know how long this dude's been waiting. There's dry blood on his face. I just walked up and put my hand underneath the little glass, and that lady goes, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, it was that bad? It's the elephant man. Bro. <laughs> My hand was like five inches thick. Wow. And she goes, she literally ran out. A doctor came out, and, like, I didn't fill out anything at that moment. And they're like, come on. So they take me to the back, and they took me, for like, to one room, and they're like, this ain't the right room. Like, because, <laughs> like, they're like, this shit's serious. And then figured out I was the first ever, like, cottonmouth bite in that hospital. So, like, they had to, like, transport uh, anti-venom from Beaumont yeah, to yeah. Port Arthur. Yeah. And they just like, they laid me down and started putting all these IVs in me and they're like, every nurse in the hospital started coming by because I was the snake guy. Port, ah. Porter, I would like to know, did, it, did they just take your word for it? Like, when they're like, what bit you? And you're like, it was a cotton mouth. Yeah. They did. They just yeah, took like, so, to, to bounce off what Damon said, like, are you supposed to have the snake there or do you just tell them, I mean... I, I, just, I just told them, I said, cotton mouth bit me and they're like, which... They would just give you... Which you're the first one, so they're like, oh, we'll just wing it, you know? Yeah, they just gave me the anti-venom for a cotton mouth, I guess. How long were you in the hospital altogether? Like, oh, hemotoxin? Here, we got you. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I was in there for like 36 hours, probably. Almost 48 hours. Because... I, I came on the second day. You, you yeah. Still, you still wasn't good. I was not good. But it... So they... When they started, they, they took these... Uh, 
black permanent. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, took Sharpie. like permanent. They took Sharpie, yeah. and were going down my arm every time it would swell, and they right. write a time above it, right. and it made it all the way up to my elbow on my left hand. Goodness. And they were like, they're like, we're trying to stop it before it gets to your heart, and I'm like, cool. That'd be a good plan. That's a good plan. So how many sure. vials of antivenom did you have? Oh, I had like six or eight. Really? Yeah. They and that, like the doctor goes, just let you you folks know. I, I've I've been through this. I'm kind of playing a dummy here. We actually went through a cobra bite here. However, I will tell you that antivenom is about fifteen hundred dollars per vial. Yeah, I know. It, my dad was not happy because I was still on his insurance at the time. And, so uh, if he listens, that's just a, a pleasant reminder. Um, he's not going to be mad about your actions that night. He's going to be more pissed off about that hospital bill. Well, yeah. I think it was a great learning curve, right? Oh, yeah. It was. Porter does not aimlessly grab snakes I think for everybody should uh, have a, a learning experience like Porter experienced, you know? Yeah, so and that it, it just got <laughs> to the point. Definitely don't do that. My mom was pissed. My girlfriend at the time was pissed. Everybody was pissed, you know, just – they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know what Look, I told him? I drunk. said I caught twelve frogs and one of them somebody's bit me. Yeah, <laughs> he had a cotton mouth in his belly. <laughs> and yeah, man, it, it just wasn't a good deal. But you know, I learned from my mistakes. It built character. Um, I almost died. You know what's funny is like two months later, I almost died again. I stepped on a hard head, an old dec- like. A uh, catfish? Yeah. Catfish. Uh, I was at the beach. infection, man? I got an infection. I got like a... Blood a infection. Blood infection. Yeast hmm. infection? I, so I... St- yeah. <laughs> yeast infection. He's had several yeast infections for sure. Yeah. I stepped... I, I So this was a dumb story. I was at the beach. It was me, Joe, Uncle Bo, a bunch of people from like uh, Porter, Texas, and Houston. And some guys were like, yeah, let's race. Let's race. I was like, bro, I will whoop all of you. <laughs> Always. How old were you? Uh, I was like 17, 18. Yes. I was in prime PMA shape. And so I threw on a Speedo. I'm like, yeah. I'm, like I'm, right? I'm like, bro, I'm about to beat these these dudes up in a Speedo. We, we're sitting there, and it's like probably about 40, 50 yards marked off in the sand, and we take off. Bam. I make three steps, and I go, oh. Mm. That third step, I go, that's not right. And I just kind of veered off, fell down. I looked down, and there's just the head of a rotted hard head. <laughs> and the fin is poking through the top of my foot. And the thing is, they ain't worth a shit alive. And this thing has been dead three days. <laughs> Bro, this thing's on he Crystal Beach. You, so I just, I'm just i sitting there, and I'm just like, oh. I was also maybe under the influence of alcohol during Again, this time. Again. Underage? Underage? There's always ah, a common denominator. Underage? Yes. No. So let's, let's go ahead before we... Because we're about to have to stop. We'll go into another segment. But Hey, we are going to talk about the Cobra bite that happened. Yes. Oh, we man, I was about, about to. I'm, I'm, I was waiting on a, a little lull. We'll now. do it on the – we'll start it on the next segment. But so, long long story short, my Uncle Bo, a buddy of ours that who's actually like a whole year younger than me, but he's like huge. He's in strong man now. But he like picked me up, sat me on the bed of the tailgate, and he's like, he's like, all right, dude, we got to rip this out. And I'm like, okay. He's like, he's like, Joe. Get the Everclear. So I take a shot of Everclear. Let's get a little more. I I hand it to Joe, and Uncle Bo goes, it's in my right foot. He goes, all right. On the count of three, he goes, one, rips it out. And Joe starts starts pouring Everclear all over my foot to disinfect it. How did it feel? Bro, not good. Worse than the cotton Damn it, you know exactly how it felt. I rip a treble hook out of your leg. Shut up. (laughs) So just wrap this up. I didn't go to the doctor. I went 
asked my grandma what I should do. She gave me a black salve. Salve. I, I put it all over the my salve. foot. Two days later, I get to the point where I can't walk. I go to the doctor. They're like, uh, son, never use black salve. <laughs> I, Can you tell us what that is? I have no idea what you're talking about. It's uh, roofing tar. For real? Basically, yes. All right, back on so, the So, yes. So, the black salve, it looked like basically tar. It was like, uh, remember monkey's blood when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so iodine. Iodine. It, yes. It was basically like monkey's blood, but it was just a black goo. She put it all over my foot, and it just, it basically covered the wound. Just suffocated it. So it kept all the bacteria inside the wound. Yes. The doctor literally was like, like when I walked in, the nurses go, what's on your foot? It's like uh, black salve. And they called the doctor and the doctor goes, don't do that. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know why that no one used that anymore? Everyone's dead that used that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Except for one. My except grandmother. For one, my grandmother. <laughs> and um, I didn't even know that that was even, like the bottle was probably expired by like 50 years, but... Anyway, he was just like, look, he's like, we got, they gave me a bunch of antibiotics and a bunch of like different shots in my ass that ended up making me cramp. And, uh, not in the, like in the asshole, in the cheek. Yeah, not in the asshole, but (laughs) just in the cheek. You got to quit, man. (laughs) Um, but he was just like, look, if he's like, honestly, he's like, another 24 hours or so, we would have had to cut your leg off. He's like, you're in the first stages of blood poisoning. Thanks, Jamal. Thanks, Mimi. <laughs> but you know what? I built character on that one, built too. Built character. Yeah, don't All step right. on a catfish. Don't All right, Gary. On. So I want to know, um, I want to hear this Cobra story, man. Yeah, so you just heard the watermarks and bite that I went to visit him in the hospital. But I had a friend of mine that was living here. He was going through a divorce. He was living in one of our, our little uh, camper trailers. And he had a Cobra and a couple other snakes, like a Gaboon Viper. Like I was like, damn. Well, he was training my wife on, on venomous snakes, right? Like, she was dealing with this, right? So I went to work. Like, I started researching what happens if somebody gets bit. Like, like this shit's living on my property. I need to know, like, what the hell we're dealing with. So I got to starting. I was studying these cobras because she was like, my wife was freehanding this thing, right? It was only, like, three foot long. It was an albino monocle, monocle cobra. cobra. Yeah. Anyway, we had some people over at the house, and we have a rule. Us reptile guys. I was about to tell, I was about to reiterate that. Yes. If you're and this drinking, needs to be shared amongst. If you're drinking, don't jack with reptiles. You're not going to win this. Dangerous animals. Period. Right, Porter. Yes. Yep. You will never win this battle. So, long story short, he goes to show this couple. This he lets it out of the cage. He goes to put it back, and it licked him. Got him. <laughs> One fang got him underneath the pinky fingernail. Ah. Terrible spot. Dude. Almost a scratch. Not even really got him. Just barely scraped him. It was what was so bad. he comes on the back porch and he looks at me and I could you know he give me that finger. Come here. So I walk in the house and my wife was in the kitchen and we both standing there. He said, "I just got bit by the cobra." Oh fuck! I said, "Do we know? Do we know? Was it a dry bite? Like you know, like you talked about, Porter? That happens, you know." He said, "Oh, I don't know. I feel pretty funny already." So I had a couple options. One, because we're the alligator part, I can like I got the I got the juice to like fight somebody. But we got to thinking, how long is that going to take? This, that, and the other. So my wife said the best thing we can do is get him to Beaumont and get him intubated. In other words, you have 55 minutes. True story. You have 55 minutes till they stop bleeding. So it took us 25 minutes to, to get down there to the to the hospital. 
And I'm going to tell you, we all walk in with Gator Country shirts and they were having shift change. You could have heard a pin drop when we walked in this place. And the little Nigerian doctor walks out. He said, what's the problem? I said, I have a cobra bite. He looked at me and said, not only have I never done a cobra bite, I've never done a venomous snake bite. So my wife been in this training. We got <clears throat> Dr. Green, who is Venom 1 out of Bentop Hospital. We got him on speed dial. So I called him. And he, I gave the phone to the doctor, and the doctor said, whatever Gary tells you, do until you get him to me. So we get him back in the room, and I'm letting him talk to his loved ones on the phone. Now, he really thinks you're going to die. For real, I, we didn't know either. Like, true story. And so the doc comes in, and they, they talk to him, and they bring me out, and they say, well, we're going to put him in an ambulance and drive him to Houston. I said, bullshit. That ain't going to happen. I said, first thing we're going to do is knock him out, and then we're going to breathe for him. So they did. They did that. They, they knocked him out. It was about four minutes before he start, stopped breathing. We all cut it, cut it close. After that, we life-flighted him to Houston. Me and Shannon drove over there. When we got there, Dr. Green had just given him the first vial of anti-venom. Eight minutes later, this man's talking to us. That was some scary shit, dude. And he was out of the hospital. I'm I'm going to back you up, though. So, like, when we got there or whatever, Gary was the one that stayed in there with him through the whole time. And uh, it was right before we was getting crunch time. I don't know if you remember this, Gary, but you were sitting there, and then what's-her-name was in there? I can't remember her name now. But, like, he started breathing hard. Yeah, you can see it. Really, really hard. And then. He told Shannon I got to throw. He asked for Shannon because he trained Shannon. Yeah. He said, I want her to see this, what I'm going through, so she doesn't have to go through this. And he just he would just want to throw up everywhere. Mm. But he, uh, I think he was holding her hand or your hand. I don't remember. But, dude, when he went blind, that's what got me. Yeah, because that was scary. They, they let whoever was there, they said, y'all come in for like a couple minutes apiece, and then he's about to have to go because they were about to fly him out or whatever. And he looked at Gary. He said, man, I, I can't see nobody. He's like, my, my vision is gone. Yeah. And, man, I almost lost my – I, I thought my, you know, my buddy was about to die, and I was like, I, I had to walk out of the room. And uh, he did, Damon. He looked at me and said, "Don't let me die." I said, "You're the one in this fight, son. You're gonna have to fight." And they, you know, like, they were holding hands, and that's what you know got me. I was, he's like, "Man, I," he's like, "Damon, I hear you, man. I, I can't see no more. I, I can't see anything." I was like, "God," you know. It choked up, and I walked out, and Callie <laughs> lost her shit, and uh, I. Like a few minutes later, I think they they tubed him and uh, put him on the chopper or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it's you know it's, it is crazy, guys. I mean, the stories this place has been through. I mean, it's it's been unbelievable. I mean, it, you know, and, and we were talking about where you guys are getting and everything. And I'm not going to call any names over this, but there was a show on Animal Planet. Uh, it was an alligator show, and they came here. One of the guys was cool. The other guy was douche. Yeah, and me and me and the, the guy in in the, in the hat, we, we, he was cool. We were signing kids stuff, and I'll never forget this. And this is a story I want you to remember. The other guy that was on the Animal Planet show turned his back to these kids when his kids wanted us to sign their shirts. And I'll never forget grabbing him and turning. We were standing right over there on that deck by them alligators. And I turned him around and I said, let me tell you something. You got your fame because of these children. You got these, your fame because these people care enough to come see you. Don't make this child ask for an autograph. So... Just remember your home building. You got it. You guys are doing a great job. You got a good fan base, but it's about the people, right? That's it right. It is. Damn straight, man. I mean, we wouldn't be nowhere without them, honestly. Never turn them down, dude. I think I still, 
right now think that's the coolest thing ever, man. You know, it is. I see people, you know, I, man, it's so crazy, dude. Like I've probably said this time and time again on the show, man, going out and being from little nowhere, Texas and seeing somebody who's like, man, I, I really love y'all's content. It's oh, a great cool, man. Yeah. Where are you from? Oh man, I live in a town you've never heard of in the middle of North Dakota. Right. You know, thousand, thousand miles away from where you're at. Remember driving, that? driving down the road on the, on the Canada border and we pass up some guys and, you know, hanging out the window, they're like, are you guys the Bayou Dragons? And we're, That's we cool. have no idea where we're at even. We're just on some county road way up on the, on the, the northernmost part of the United States. And there's just guys that just, yeah. Hey, is that y'all? Yeah, man. We're on the North Dakota Montana line by Canada and this truck kept following us and like drove by, drove by, drove by. And we're like, man, I guess we're like on someone's property. We're not supposed to be on. You know, or county road, whatever. And this dude pulls up, rolls his window down, and it's like a teenager. And he goes, are y'all the Bayou Dragons? I was like, son of a bitch. Who would have thought, man? Yeah. Hey, and if you're out there watching, listening, if you're out there watching, listening, man, we appreciate you and we respect yeah. you. Yeah, I know they do. I'm going to back them up. And I, I think we're just about the end of this. But let me tell you guys, thank you guys for having us here tonight. I think it was a great deal. Don't forget, Shannon and I are, are doing a new TV series. We're going to start filming in July. Looks like it's going to air around January, February, March of, of, of the next year. 2024. It is. So, uh, once again, guys, I, we do appreciate you for having us. And I want to say this to the state of Texas real quick on my way out. You better stay strong, Texas, because then people coming. Mm-hmm. Here we come. Look, Gary, thanks for coming on, dude. And we would love that. We're going to have you on again, Gary. I'd love to have your wife on, too. Yeah. I'm sure she has a, a hey, few stories. I'll say this, man, and, and this this continues to be a bar that keeps getting higher and higher, man. But this was this was a really enjoyable podcast, man. I've had a lot of great ones. I'm fortunate enough to have fun, some really man. cool guests and have some really great friends on here, man. And you guys have really really been a treat for me this evening, man. I enjoyed it. Yes, I'm glad we bumped into we, each other. We today. still haven't scratched the surface on the stories. That's why man. we no. gotta have more. We man. gotta have more. That's why we gotta have more. Insane. Hey, and next time we're getting regulators. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get uh, regulators next nah, time, man. Gary. Oh, Warren we'll get G, get that one man. out of you. Yeah. No regulator story. No, he's talking about the monkeys. I don't like monkeys. <laughs> no, no, he's talking about the regulator, the uh, narcotics story. Regulators. Man. Oh, yeah, I worked narcotics for a long time. I got some funny shit to tell you about that. Yeah. But Anyway, once good, again, Bayou Dragons, thank you. I thank you guys for knocking it out of the park. Thank you so much for coming to Gator Country tonight. And if you're ever, ever around South Padre, Beaumont, or Natchitoches, come see Gator Country. Go see Gator Country and... It, it's a good time. Family, friendly, good time. You get to see some cool shit here. Yeah, you might bump into me and Porter as well. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Damon, for coming on, man. We really had a good time. Appreciate y'all. Yeah.